Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Welcome to Pod Talk, short conversations with podcast creators that are not just about podcasting, because I like to take the scenic route. My guest today is Danny Bauer. Welcome, Danny. How are you today? Hey, Craig. Uh, this is an honor. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm, I'm doing great. So ready to make a ruckus with you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, an honor. Says the guy who's got like a lot more podcast episodes out than I do. Uh, speaking of which, the thing that I noticed immediately when I went to look at Better Leaders, Better Schools uh, was, okay, first I noticed 520 plus episodes, but the next thing I noticed was the length of the episodes are like, I'm going to say short. Like I saw some that were like 27 minutes. And so I, I looked at that and I went, oh, here's somebody who is either just happens to think the way I think, or is making a thing that's right where I feel like the thing is best. I feel like there's magic in the mm-hmm. shorter form. And I, I think you'd agree. I don't want to, I'm not dissing long form. I'm just saying I love short form conversation and I'm wondering what do you feel is, is there magic in the format or is it just, that's what people are used to listening to? Cause you haven't just done a few that way. You've done a lot that way and it's working. So yeah. I, I'm just wondering how, what are your thoughts are around the length of the format? Come on. That's a <clears> place <throat> to start. Sorry, as I cough into the microphone, no, it's all good. Myself, so it's all good. Uh, I don't, I don't like my guests that that much. So we keep the conversation <laughs> short, right? Like, and, and, and I, I just, we'll I can't wait there. to get That's... off. You know, you probably feel the same way right now. No, I'm really uh, two minutes in. Give me five more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it does happen. But no, I, I know yeah. you're kidding. The the real answer, if you if you looked at the shows ages ago when I first launched September second, twenty fifteen right? And I call that Better Leaders, Better Schools Origin Day. I celebrate it, take the day off, you know, have, mm. have a big fun because it's, it, well, at the time I didn't know, but now eight years, almost nine years in, like, oh, I've done a thing and it's helped people. So they were longer, much longer back in the day. And that's what I prefer because I want, you know, like you said, you take the scenic route. Uh, I'm a very curious fellow. Mm. Got a lot of questions and, uh, and when I started the show, I was scratching my own itch. I wanted to grow my own leadership skills. And then I think, you know, as podcasts became more and more of a thing, um, the tools we had, to, you know, access to also changed. And Apple uh, Podcast Analytics came out, I don't know what year, and I don't care either. Um, but I remember seeing, oh, people only listen to 40% of an hour and a half or you know what i mean yes yes suddenly we can see what we hadn't ever thought we needed to know yeah 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 and so you you know you were asking me this in the pre-chat and i I pulled up my analytics too and um just looking at the last maybe 10 shows it it goes from the lowest the lowest uh consumption of an episode 59 percent and the highest is uh 84 right 59 percent of a 38 minute show um Oh, 84%. It says it's a four-minute show, but that's that doesn't seem right. So uh, something must have happened there. But the the, the point the point is um, people weren't along with me. The mm. super consumers, the super listeners, the super ruckus makers were, because that's what I call my audience, and we could talk about that if you want. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's a it's a gift. It's in service to to the listener, you know. And so even though I would prefer to go deeper. And longer, uh, if people aren't really consuming that and growing from it and enjoying that, then 
you know, what's the point? It's kind of, in some sense, a waste of my time. Mm. So that's how I got to it. And one other big evolution from 2015 to um, 2024, I think this was 2017, so maybe about two years in, certainly by 2018, uh, I'm really into coaching, you know, getting myself coached and growing. And so I, I hired a podcast coach, uh, first time ever. And he helped me think about the length of the show. He helped me think of the uh, introduction. Uh, he talked about the importance of naming the audience. And so mm. th those were some of the, you know, the shifts that we made. And I used to have like these canned, um, I asked the same questions to every guest. That got really boring real quick. You know, <laughs> like I, I hated it. It was terrible. So, oh God, what am I going to do? Oh, oh, I'm just going to be Danny. Let me ask questions mm. that I find interesting. You know, and, and, well, and the funny thing about in that, that, right? Like that is. idea of this is me. Like I, I actually think I try to hide as much as I can in the show. I mean, here's no, Craig talking about hiding. You need to lean into yourself, Craig. Well, I like to lean in, but Craig can lean in way too much. I, I like to control okay. how much I appear, but sure, sure. it's really important that I'm there. Like people want to hear a little anecdote and they want to hear yeah. me talk about imposter syndrome or say that I have to control mm -hmm. myself. And I think you're, I don't know that everybody has gotten that message about you can't just be like the, I don't want to pick on Walter Cronkite, but you can't just be the, here's a question. Here's the next yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. Here's a question. Like that's a different kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so what I was hearing in the episode I, I listened to, the most recent one, when I when I heard you with the guest, there was a lot of. I think you even literally said it. Like, oh, that's interesting. There was clearly like this little wait, what moment where you clearly went. That's I want, and then the conversation went there. So I was clear right. that it was not this pre. The further in we went, the less we were following some vision you had of what it was supposed to be. When you said. Would you like to come on my show? Um, so I really think yeah. that's an important point you make there about when I decided to just be Danny. It's um, it makes a difference, right? You know, and that's the fun part of being you know a guest on your show is like I get to be more of of me. Uh, I have received feedback that I'm a great facilitator of a conversation, you know, conversation or interviewer. Mm -hmm. I ask good questions and listen and don't interrupt guests, all that kind of stuff. So you know, my role changes depending on if I'm, if it's my show or on somebody's show. Uh, but where you can, you know, I think your audience would definitely love to, to hear your perspective. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a blast and uh, I can't believe that I've almost been doing it, you know, two more years, it'll be a decade. Like, whoa, like, how did that happen? <laughs> how did that happen? Um, I know but exactly it still how feels, it happened. One step at a time, right? Yeah. Still feels like it's new, you know, mm. honestly, there's parts that, um, I'm trying to figure out. So if there's anything that's irritating and makes me want to like just close this show, be done, you know, forever. Um, it's sometimes like just, it's about finding the right kind of guest to talk to. Right. Mm -hmm. And another thing that's evolved, I didn't get this from a podcast coach. I got it from a different type of coach, but understanding really like what, what is the purpose of the show? What's my point of view? I've been really good about, uh, talking about ruckus makers forever. And I, I think we share the alt MBA uh, experience. Yeah. And, I didn't um, go through MBA, but I, I went through a, a whole bunch of akimbo stuff. Yeah. I'm definitely, a, okay, I, call akimbo us, stuff for, I call us the akimbites. Yeah. I got <laughs> it. Got it. So, <laughs> you know, Seth Godin, huge influence on me and many others. And he's always talking about make a ruckus. And I was just like, Oh, that makes sense. Like that, that is what I'm trying to do. And uh, I'm going to help 
fan that flame, you know, in a different way in, in the education space. But that's how I, you know, that's how I got the idea for Ruckus Makers. Mm-hmm. It's just like that fits so well. Um, and plus being in education, you know, he wrote a, he wrote a book about education too and how it should right. evolve and that kind of thing. And, uh, and that was hugely influential, um, you know, in my work. And so I've been trying to continue that. Uh, but anyways, so I used to talk about like being a ruckus maker, investing in your continuous growth, challenging the status quo, designing the future of school now. And that's still true, but I'm refining it down these days to this the idea of just like, you know, ruckus makers. I help ruckus makers do school different. So what's mm-hmm. that all about? It's it's really about just shifting from the old and traditional ways of doing it to uh, new and different future, right? Which often is is a better solution. Um, but thinking about those shifts, and then you could get into the nuances. There's like a million different types of shifts. Uh, but the the biggest one that I play in is you know helping leaders who feel burnt out, uh, don't feel supported, they feel like they're isolated. And helping them actually uh, be re-energized, thrilled to be a, a school leader mm-hmm. and ruckus maker, uh, to feel supported, and ultimately uh, to experience sustainable leadership. You know, mm-hmm. we won't make it a show about education, but the research shows like we're in, we're in trouble. And school administrators and teachers, they're like, "Get me the hell out of here!" Right? They're leaving quickly. Yeah, exactly so, the opposite of what we need. The people with the yeah. experience, we need totally. if there are changes, make the changes, but we don't want to just have everybody jump off the ship. Right. And that's why the, the show is so important in, in my voice and how we support ruckus makers, because what I've realized uh, with, the, with the folks that we do support, the stories I hear about being re-energized and, and you know, occupying a sustainable space, we're outliers compared to what the industry is facing. So that makes me think, oh, if we could just find one more ruckus maker and then one more and one more after that. They make we'll, two more, right? Each yeah. one makes. Yeah. We'll be in a good position. Yeah. You, um, it's something that you said uh, way back stuck in my mind. You mentioned that when you were talking and working with a podcast coach, he encouraged you to name your audience. Um, right. Anybody who has done anything with Akimbo or Seth, you know, we'll be familiar with the who's it for, what's it for. Um, yeah. Jokingly, we used to call it minimum viable podcast, minimum viable product, like be clear about what you're aiming for. And my thought when you said that was, I think in the opening of your show, you literally name your audience in addition to just like when you first said the sentence, name your audience. In my head, I, mm. I heard Craig, be clear about who it's for. But I think you actually mm. also meant, yeah, and literally name the audience. Is that what you were saying about in your show? Like you probably can do your show opening off the top of your head if you, if you want to. I pulled to. it up so I could do it now. And we is that, does that make it. sense what I'm asking? Um, well, I think what you're asking is, uh, you know, do I name them in the intro on purpose, right? Yeah. Is that, you do is that name what you're them asking? in the intro. You do name I them do. in the intro. I did hear that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I go, yeah. thanks for hitting play, right? If you love exploring, this is the newest version, right? So as I've mm-hmm. gotten clearer with my point of view and perspective, how do I frame, name, and claim what we're all about and make it clear to the audience member? People mm-hmm. who've been listening since 2015 have been on that journey and they get it. But if you listen to the show for the first time, why am I listening, right? If mm-hmm. I'm in education, so do the, what do I get? Do the intro for me. Like just take yeah. a pause and then just do the intro so people can hear what I'm pointing mm-hmm. at as this struck me when I heard your episode. Yeah. Thanks for hitting play. If you love exploring how to do school different so you can make a legendary impact on your campus, then you're in the right place. 
I'm Danny Bauer, and this is the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, the original ruckus maker podcast for visionary leaders, innovators, and rebels in education. Thanks to ruckus makers just like you, this podcast ranks in the top 0.5% of over 3 million worldwide shows. In today's conversation, I speak with Craig Constantine. We cover topics like, and then one, two, three, four, right. five. Well played. Right. So once again, thanks for listening. And we'll, um, so once again, thanks for listening. And we'll be right back after a quick message from our show sponsors. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's kind of brainwashing in a very positive way, but like, I want people to know this shows for rock. Yeah, I wouldn't speakers. say brainwashing. I, I like the point of like, okay. <laughs> who's it for? Educating. And educating. People right? like, what else does Seth always would say? Uh, people like us do things like this. And you're yeah, literally yeah, yeah, yeah. pointing at people like you do things like this. Um, yeah. I'm suddenly having this moment where I need to redesign the intros of my shows. But, but before yeah, I went on that path, it. I just think it's interesting to like this. My show goes all over the place. Like some episodes mm. are you know, way deep in stories, some episodes, but in this case, I thought it was interesting to understand more about where that intro comes from and what pieces are in there. Cause I think that's a piece that I hadn't, I don't know that I've ever consciously identified that before. I'm sure I must've heard shows where people have done that, but I think that's a really good point. It's probably, it's probably somewhat rare, you know, but I, um, I'm trying to really be great at this craft, you know? And so, and I think, you know, based on the, the show performance, where it ranks, you know, I'm figuring it out. But intro number two is, is slightly different. And uh, I'll just read you the first two lines. Again, always starting with gratitude. Thanks for hitting play. Do you feel like a square peg trying to fit into the round hole of education? So either way, brainwashing, hmm. educating, people like us do things like this. Uh, I'm, re- I'm really just trying to um, talk about and describe the persona like this is, yeah, like you said, this show is for ruckus makers, right? Yeah. And so rebels, innovators, blah, 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 square pegs trying to fit in a round hole, you know, and uh, usually that kind of person feels alone. So it's invisible, but the, you know, parentheses and the subtext is you're not alone. You found us. Welcome right. home. Right? Yeah. It's cool. There's a lot of challenge um, for independent podcasters about that being alone kind of thing. Mm. Um, and I'm, I'm wondering, uh, I don't want to, I'm like, I'm not trying to pry, but like, do you manage to outsource the parts that you really don't want to do or how do you record the show? (laughs) (laughs) What we're doing right now. That's all Mm. I do. Mm. So I I think about questions, right? Right. Um, here's another evolution of the show. Uh, like I told you, I think of the, I don't know if it was on the call or the pre-chat. I think it was but pre- before. We, we, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but, um, you know, having canned questions to following my curiosity um, to back in the day, uh, let's hop on a call and just hit record to, uh, this is actually something I did learn from the podcast coach. So shout out to him. Um, hosting a, 15 to maximum 30 minute. I really don't want to do 30 minutes, but if I have to, I will intro call to hear your story, right. Mm. And develop my questions from there. And it's not so much for me. Cause as a host, I think, I think I could get there anyways, without the intro call. It's just to make sure my guest is in a complete, like 
loser and terrible for podcasts. I was going to say it's, had tech issues, but all right, we'll just call them losers. <laughs> no, no, I, I know what you mean. They absolutely. Sometimes it just doesn't, re- doesn't resonate. Yeah. It's, you're very nice and generous. Like, let's be honest. Some people should not be on a podcast. They can't tell stories, right? Uh, they're clearly just trying to sell some crap, you know, or yeah. whatever. And, and, and um, so once I started doing the intro call, I was able to sort, sift, and filter out who should it's be. It's obvious. Like, you're like, yeah. whoa. but here's here's the thing that i'll tell your audience because we're all into podcasting here like um if you're gonna have a duo right a team on a podcast then they both better be on the intro call Mm because i got i started doing the intro calls i great feeling so confident and then i had this uh, husband and wife and the wife man she was great so good storyteller engaging the husband just garbage the worst <laughs> a brick <laughs> Suck, yeah sucked at stories he didn't even look like he wanted to be there like maybe she like forced him like he's a hostage or something <laughs> and not only that this dude was like tapping tapping crap on the desk the whole time right oh just complete garbage but back then i didn't have the confidence to be like yo you dude, suck and we're, we're done recording right <laughs> yeah, unless yeah. you stop you know, so I went through with the show, but you know, you 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 need to go through stuff like that to uh, figure out how you're going to handle it. So now I'm prepared for the the next one. But I mean, I've made the rule: if it's a team, right? Two people write a book. There. Yeah, so you got to both be there. It's it's so interesting. Like maybe one out of four people that I know, maybe half at most are just host on mic and you know that they love to hear us all commiserate about dealing with guests um but even i think people who just do host on mic they still have conversations you're still dealing with people and that whole thing of like sometimes you just don't click with someone um and when you were talking about people who really want to sell i was thinking i had a conversation with someone not for this show but for another show who actually had written a book and was doing the book junket and mm-hmm. I think I just confused the crap out of him by like actually having read the book before he got on the call. And I was just like so happy to talk to him. Uh, we had a, a like a the book's like tangential to a passion project that we shared. So I was just like, oh my God, this is so cool. And I just like led us on this conversation. We almost forgot yeah. the same thing with the book. It was like we got most of the way through and it was like, oh, by the way, we should mention. And as far as book junket podcasts go, it's as good as you can get because anybody still listening is emotionally invested. And, yeah. I, and I realized, oh, yeah, they figured this out like 50 years ago. This is how late night television used to do it when you get the actor on and they don't want to do it. But you do the questions and then at the end, he pitches this thing. Um, so I think it's always interesting when you go to the trouble of like learning the lesson and then you realize you got to the right answer. Like that's a little bit yeah. of vindication to like, yes, this is how it's supposed to be done. Yeah. The interesting thing about that TV uh, example, though, I don't know about you, but that's when I turned off late night. Right. I only wanted to, I wanted to see the top ten, right? I wanted to see yeah. the the monologue in the beginning and the little bits that they were known for, right? Mm. Uh but once they got to the guest, you know, it was like, Oh, I don't I don't care about your movie and I don't want to mm. hear your stupid answers. So I'm out. <laughs> yeah, it's too obvious. Yeah, I'm yeah. I, I think for me I'm that's why it's later I'm, in the show. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. If it was better, they'd put it at the front. Because yeah. you better bet Nielsen tracks how far people stick through. And, oh, they drop off as soon as he got to the sofa. Right. Okay. We'll get to the sofa later. Yeah. Um, sometimes, like, what else is top of mind for you at the moment? What's in your head rather than me leading the whole way? 
Well, like I said, getting clear on this perspective and that kind of thing. So I had an epiphany yesterday and, um, you know, one thing I'm trying to do in 2024 is be even more generous. And, uh, you know, I, I have, I have, um, a service that helps school leaders be more effective, right. And sustainable leadership, uh, and it costs a certain amount and people invest and, and they get results, they grow. Um, but for some folks, there's a barrier of time. Uh, and then there's a, a barrier of, uh, finances. There's also the imposter syndrome. Like, will this really work for me? Um, but time, time and money usually are the biggest two barriers. And so something I thought about is what if I, uh, create an application, uh, get pretty clear about who I want to help and just say, Hey, listen, I know some of you would work with me, uh, but you can't figure out the funding and I'm not going to judge, you know, the reason why, you know, your school district sucks and is cheap and doesn't get, <laughs> doesn't get like why developing a leader would be valuable. You, you don't know, make the rules, we? but okay. Yeah. Right. And, and then, and then, you know, personally, right. Family wise, you know, folks might be going through stuff. They might have a bunch of kids or credit cards and college debt or who knows. Right. Like, so whatever. Um, so I'm going to coach you for free. Right. There is a catch and the catch is we're going to put our conversations coaching on the podcast, right? Because mm. right now I've been doing conversations with people and just talking about leadership, education, how do we innovate, do school different. Um, something really interesting came through on the application. A bunch of people applied. I had to turn it off because there's you know, too many. And one guy, I forget his name, he said, I never even thought about getting coaching until I listened to your podcast. And one of the questions I asked too, how long you've been listening? He's been listening uh, maybe like six months. So he's newer to the show. Hmm. But I thought, wow, how wild, you know, that, that, that for this leader, like the idea of coaching to grow skills wasn't even on his radar until he heard my message. So I had already put the application out but that's an epiphany on the other side. And my goal was like, obviously is to help these school leaders become more effective and that will happen. I thought for the listeners who uh, applied, didn't make the cut or didn't even know, but they enjoy, you know, the podcast format, they're going to have very similar questions. You know what I mean? Everybody's facing in Seth calls it Sonder, right? Like the stuff that we go through, you know, everybody's going through something. And so if I'm able to, and I will be, create a result and help people get through some kind of obstacle through a coaching session and put it out for free, that's going to help a lot of people, especially with my show, downloaded by a lot of people. And then most importantly, I'm growing the category. I'm not growing better leaders, better schools, or my private coaching or the ruckus maker mastermind or me as a keynote. That'll happen as part of it. But the bigger, more generous idea is how do we grow the category that you deserve high-level coaching and mentorship, that leading in isolation is just a bonkers idea. Why do it that way if there's something else better available? And so that's going to open a lot of minds. And yeah, it's me coaching. Maybe I'm I'm a good fit for some of the listeners. Uh, but the point is there's going to be a whole bunch of more school leaders getting coached and mentored because of the show, because we did this, this, um, style of show and, uh, long story short, had my first coaching session yesterday and Craig, it was so much fun. Cause I love coaching. 
I'm like, oh, I could, oh, I will. I'll do this all the time. And then I thought, what if I just say no to every author who pitches, you know, pitches, uh, <laughs> like what if that number? becomes, the, yeah, what if that, no, what if all, what if I just only like coach people on the podcast um, and, or talk to current leaders I support and talk about how they've changed and how they've grown, you know, hmm. um, I could do that all day. I could do that for the next three decades, four decades, easy. Hmm. I would never get bored of that. And it'd be a lot of fun. So I know you had some questions about like, is it boring? You know, uh, is it like day number one? And, and with that kind of shift, I could, I could literally do it infinitely until I died. Right. And there's dying no with a podcast microphone in my hand. So. <laughs> no, do not die on a podcast. Die somewhere nice and sunny. Um, yeah. But there's well, I'll no be recording way to- on a beach. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Die with a podcast mic in your hand while recording on a beach. Yeah. But there's obviously no way, and we wouldn't expect that you could have expected that, right? Like, so when I started on day one, the things that I thought were awesome and cool, now I'm like, yeah, that's the bread and butter, or maybe parts that I enjoyed became a slog. But yeah. this idea that I don't want to say every year, but regularly, if you have the right mm-hmm. mindset, you will find a way to reimagine or to re redesign yeah. or expand sure. what you're doing, innovate, um, right? Yeah, yeah, innovate. Yeah. Um. Tell me a little bit more about how people can find you. Uh, we've mentioned the show a couple of times, Better Leaders, Better Schools. It's easy to find. Um, but tell me more about what people could do if they wanted to reach out to you for coaching. There are people who listen to the show who are in education. So I'm like, how do you get a hold of Danny? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The website, betterleadersbetterschools.com. Uh, email Danny at betterleadersbetterschools.com. Give me a call, 312-788-7595. So those are three ways. They all work and uh, I'll respond to cool. each. <laughs> Cool. I'll put it in the episode notes, of course. Um, I think uh, so. Also, what people can't see is uh, uh, gaping void. Hugh McLeod. <laughs> as soon as your video came on, I'm like, oh, we're gonna get along. <laughs> on the background, uh, on the wall behind Danny, are framed squares of uh, illustrations um, done by yeah. uh, Hugh. Um, and what that made me think was, uh, yeah, you don't have to tease me. I know I, I recognize them all, but what that made me think of was you're clearly, uh, and I'm not asking you necessarily to describe it, but you're clearly working in a space that you have created to nourish yourself. Like not just, yes, I have a roof and I'm safe from the elements, but you've gone further and you've clearly collected things that I can see. I'm assuming there are things that you can see. Um, have you always been that kind of person who I call that grabbing the environment and manipulating things? Have you always been that way? Or is that something somebody had to show you or you stumbled over as didn't realize this was a problem that you weren't setting things up? Mm, I think I've always been somewhat uh, keen to this. Uh, but after reading BJ Fogg's Tiny Habits, which personally I like better than James Clear's Atomic Habits, but clearly I'm in the minority there and that's okay. Um, both books are really good. But BJ, I think BJ and actually another guy, Dr. Benjamin Hardy, I, I read a lot of his stuff. Uh, they just talk about the importance of environment, right? And if if there's certain kind of results that you want to create and you're happy with where you're at and want to expand or you're disappointed with where the results have been and want to change, well, one of the first things to look at is how is your environment helping you? You know, because mm-hmm. uh, it's producing the result, the negative or the positive. 
So when I think about my space, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at home. I'm not in a recording studio. I don't have recording stuff on. That's, and this is, the, this is a sort of an aha, too. Uh, I do have a very good mic, a Shure MV7. I like that mic a lot. But I don't have the, the stuff that people put on their walls. Yeah, I've the recorded all my, Yeah, I've recorded all my audio books here just in my office. Um, so it's kind of like bare bones in that sense. And I'm just like, I just show up, right? In, in my view, if the, listen, if I was NPR, I'd be doing it differently. It'd be really produced, but I'm not NPR. And, and so anyways, um, but things that are important to me in terms of the environment, I want to be inspired and creative and curious and innovative every day and all this kind of stuff. And so I want to be excited to be here every day. And so, yeah, the entering the office, it's opposite. But as I walk in, the first thing I see is all, all my values on the wall, right? Hmm. And uh, these are things that I teach, you know, my clients. And there's things that I believe about uh, effective leadership. And they're illustrated in a very fun way by a company called Gaping Void. They do great work. Uh, and so it's just super inspiring, right? But yeah. it's just a part of me, part of the story, and, you know, part of, uh, you know, something that people fall in love with. Terrific, as I often say. Um, well, as much as I hate to do it, I think that's probably a great place to stop. Um I love, so guest outreach is the heavy lifting that I love to do. And every once in a while, I hit somebody like you who I go like, hey, would you like to? And it kind of felt like you didn't even finish reading the sentence before you hit yes. <laughs> so I really yeah, appreciate and I was your, like, Let's just your do energy. It. Let's just record? do it. I don't need pre questions. Like, just let's All go. our discussion of pre-calls, yeah. there was no pre-call. We just like jumped on the thing. <laughs> so it's yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I really appreciate when I encounter people who know that they enjoy doing the thing and that they really want to just go play and do the thing. I really appreciate that. Um, that's, I'm going to say it's super unique, but it's definitely rare. And it's nice to bump into people like you. Uh, well, so let me riff um, on that for just a second before sure. we close, like, you, you know, in, in the business podcasting or growing a business or being a classroom teacher in life, you're either a mercenary or you're a missionary, right? And um, mm. uh, mercenaries are going to uh, fight. They're going to be scarcity-minded. Craig has to lose for Danny to win, right? Um, they're going to compete in the same area, which is called podcasting. Or you're right. a missionary, and you're generous. You're abundant. Um, you do the work uh, if you're getting paid or even for free, right? And that's, that's mm -hmm. what I'm doing with uh, school leaders with the free coaching. It's because I'm a missionary. It's about advancing the idea the category, what we're putting out and changing the world for the better versus um, something that's just for me. So yeah, it was an easy yes, because this is what I love to do. Well, thank you very much, Danny. It was a pleasure. Yeah, same here, Craig. Thanks for the invite.